Welcome to the ministry of Reverend Jerry Payne, founder and head pastor of Disciple Nations Church, The Word Place, a 21st century charismatic, apostolic, and an evangelical ministry. Reverend Jerry Payne is passionate about soul winning, working of miracles, and empowering believers to take their rightful place in the world. He believes that Africa must send the gospel of Jesus to every city, town, or village of the world, and thus he is committed in doing by establishing 50,000 churches across the world in his lifetime. He is a gifted teacher of the gospel, a prophet, and an entrepreneur. He is a marketer and an investment banker by profession. He holds an MBA in marketing from the University of Cape Coast, Ghana. Now hear today's word. Amen. Please take your seats. Amen. Jesus be exalted. May Jesus increase as I decrease. In Jesus' name. Amen. Alright, be seated. Thank you for coming to church this morning. I just want you to turn to say, not miss this season. Amen. So I welcome all of you to our Sunday worship service. The word service. Somebody will be blessed this morning. Amen. Uh, Luke chapter 10, the verse 1 to 20. I will read a couple of scriptures. And uh, is this the, the word place? No, is this the word place? Okay, so we'll preach the word. Amen. So Luke chapter 10, Verse 1 to 20. Uh, it, it is either you give me NIV or NASB. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about. To go now. Let me pause by saying that Christianity is about sharing the good news of Christ with others. Christianity is not about dressing good, doing a nice makeup, wearing your favorite shoe, coming to sit in church, and having a fellowship. It goes beyond that. Amen. If if you are not into the preaching of the gospel, you are not being a good Christian. And let me say that if you don't share the gospel with people on social media, you are not being a good Christian. Because you see, social media has become part of us. Are we together? The gospel is about sharing. It's about what? It's about sharing. The more you share, the more you know. 
Some of you, you don't know because you don't share. Oh, it's a So, Jesus, that is why in the Great Commission, he commanded us that we should go. He didn't say we should sit. And if you, you study the ministry of Jesus critically, you will notice that Jesus was not somebody who was always sitting at one place. The man was always moving about. Amen. So, he expects that you will, you will, you will pick after him and do the same thing. So, the Bible says that, after this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them to two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. So, Jesus had a strategy. Before he would appear somewhere, the, the, what we call groundwork has been done. This is where we learned it from, in, in, in crusade. Before we do crusade anywhere in the world, normally you send people ahead. And they'll go and do all the underground work. Amen. He told them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Go, I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Do not make a purse or bag or sandals, and do not greet anyone on the road. When you enter, he's basically telling them that they should focus. <laughs> Before you leave here, he says, now when I'm going to preach, I won't greet anybody. If you don't greet, how do you preach? Amen. When you enter a house, first say, peace to this house. If a man of peace is there, and I want you to follow me carefully. If a man of peace is there, your peace will rest on him. If a man of peace is there, your peace will rest on him. If not, it will return to you. Stay in that house, in that house where there is a man of peace. Huh? When you read Matthew, Matthew says that when you enter, look for a worthy person and stay with the person. But Luke says that a man of peace, stay in that house, eating and doing what? This is Jesus sending the 72. When there is a man of peace. So this is to tell you that the man of peace is not just referring to Asumdue. Peace in the pocket. Because if you don't have peace in the pocket, you cannot provide food and drinks. Some of you right now, when the pastor is hungry and he comes to you, how you yourself, you run away before the pastor will appear. Stay where you are. Amen. Stay in that house. Do you what? This is Jesus Christ. So when I hear people say that, why, why are pastors becoming rich? I'm like, so should pastors become poor? Jesus says that when you go, eat and drink. Amen. He said, stay in that house, eating and doing what? And drinking whatever they give you. It means that Jesus knows that in that house, they will give you. Say they will give you. May they give you. Oh, shout a better amen. Let me tell you this. 
if, if you are in this life uh, and you think that all you can have is all you must work for, you have a problem. There is what we call favor. Favor gives you more than you deserve. May God favor you. I said, may God favor you. May God favor you. Amen. My life is full of favor. Because when you look at your face and the church, we shouldn't be able to be doing some of the things that by the grace of God we are able to do. It is called favor. Amen. It is called favor. May God favor us. May he favor you more than you can imagine. May he give you more than you can imagine. May he send people your way who will bless you. Whenever you have a need, may God provide. May God provide. They stay in that house, eating and drinking whatever they give you. For the worker deserves his wages. Do not move around from house to house. Can you imagine? Don't become a beggar. Say, I will not become a beggar. So when I see pastors calling and begging people, oh, challenge you feel me, I'm not feel more. No, it is not done like that. God is able to take care of us. Say, God is able to take care of us. And he will take care of me. You see, when you believe God for your needs, he's able to provide for your needs. When you believe men for your needs, God will watch you for men to provide for you. Are we together? So he says that, stay in that house. Do not move around from house to house. Verse 8. When you enter a town and are welcomed, eat. Hey, so why is Jesus so interested in the disciples eating? There should be something about eating. Why is Jesus so interested in eating? Because some of you believe that, oh, I, when, when I became Christian, then I, 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 hunger, hunger, hunger. I am so hungry. I don't have money. Since I became Christian, I am poor. Which, which, which theology have you heard? Which doctrine have you heard? Which gospel have you heard? Is it the same gospel that Jesus said we should preach? Jesus says that, you see, the first time he said, when you enter a house of peace, Whatever they give you in that house, eat. Watch this. When I'm preaching, I'm live. We don't bring people in front of me like that. Sit down. Come. Ben, come. God bless you for coming. Ben is my son. Amen. He says that when you enter, whatever they give you, eat and drink. Then he goes further. He says that don't be moving around, though. Don't even around. Then he says again that when you enter a town, so from house to a town, and you are welcome, eat what is set before you. But remember that earlier on when he sent them, he said they shouldn't carry sandals, they shouldn't carry bags, they shouldn't carry money, they shouldn't do anything. And then he says that the worker is worthy of his wages. And then he says that when you enter a house and there is a man of peace, they will give you what to eat, they will give you what to drink. Eat and drink. Don't say that I am fasting, I am preaching. Over go. Amen. So, so I just want to make the point that 
Jesus is so much interested in, in your well-being on earth. Can you write it down? Jesus is so much interested in your well-being on earth. When you are hungry, Jesus is not happy. And hunger is not synonymous with holiness. Poverty is not synonymous with holiness. Why do you want to be holy and poor when you can be holy and rich? When you can be holy and wealthy? When you can be holy and well-to-do? Why do you want to be holy and poor? Say, I'll be holy and rich. Say, I will serve Jesus with all my life. And in this life, I will prosper. You don't believe it. So, 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 go back to the scripture. Verse 8. I'm interested in, in the eating. Charlie, you eat oh. Some of you, a time is coming and your dining table will be from, the size of your dining table will be from this to the end. And when you have visitors, especially important visitors like myself, you will serve all manner of things. Shout and receive it. Am I preaching? Say, Pastor, this is a local dish. Enough of the local dish. Give me variety. You see, let me choose. Say, Pastor, this is Eba. This is Garifoto. This is Sokis. But this is also Fufu. Uh, this is what? Jollof. This banquet and tilapia, grilled tilapia, grilled chicken, and then and then and then this chicken wings. Then, then this is juice. In fact, this juice uh, we have a farm, a backyard farm, and then you are staying in some ten bedroom house. Who am I talking to? Shout! I am the one. Let me tell you this: if you live in an environment that doesn't exhibit possibilities. Uh, you will grow up not seeing possibilities. That is why you must deliberately expose yourself to the world of possibilities. Some of us, where we are coming from, we are coming from a background where when you even want to dare to work with people who are wealthy, your mother will tell you that you're here for three years. Some of you, you had money that your children could have attended good schools, but because of your, your mindset, you are paying school fees 300 Ghana cities. When, when, when at 10, you are paying 300, when others are paying 5,000, and then you want your children to be said there is grace. Which grace? Those that are paying 5,000, they don't have grace. May God change our stories. So when you enter a town and are welcome, eat what is said before you. So Jesus is interested in you eating and drinking. He is not a wicked master who just wants you to go and work and be hungry. Because sometimes the kind of gospel we preach make our Jesus look like a wicked master. You see one pastor, he's, he, he looks so koshokois. He has not brushed his teeth for many days. He said, gospel, yeah, and I hear preach you. Gospel, yeah, and I hear preach you. So the gospel said, don't brush your feet. 
even if you are fasting, huh? in the olden days, they anoint their head with oil. So that when you see them, they will not look like people who are hungry and confused and they don't know what to do with their life. As a matter of fact, you fast because you know what to do with your life. Are we together? Okay. I'm preaching, I don't know. I'm preaching good. Very good. I prayed for you this morning. <laughs> yeah, I heard it. Amen. Verse 9. Heal the sick, do what? You see, before he, he mentioned heal the sick, he has taken care of your physical needs. So he said, now do the work. Heal the sick. Who are they? And tell them, the kingdom of God is near you. Verse 10. But when you enter a town and are not welcome, what do you do? Go into each street and say, even the dust of your town that sticks to your feet will wipe off against you. Yet be sure of this, the kingdom of God is still near. I tell you, it will be more bearable on that day for Sodom than for that town. You know Sodom and Gomorrah? Not the one in Ghana. This ones they even wanted to sleep with angels. Yeah. They wanted to sleep with angels. Say, give us the men who came to your house. <laughs> when the angel was going to announce the destruction that was coming, will fall on them. They say, give us the men that came to your house who will sleep with them. Angels! Sodom and Gomorrah. No, 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 listen. Abeka people don't they come to church after 10. Huh? I'm preaching good. <laughs> okay. Woe to you, Chorazin, woe to you, Bethsaida. For if the miracles that were performed in you had been performed in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. But it will be more bearable for Tyre and Sidon at the judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be lifted up to the skies? No, you will go down to the depths. He who listens to you, listens to me. He who rejects you, rejects me. But he who rejects me, rejects him who sent me. Now, now look at the pyramid. He who receives me, receives me. He who rejects me, rejects me. And he who rejects me has rejected the one who sent me. This is serious. It's very, very, very serious. That if you reject the gospel, you've not rejected me. You have not rejected the gospel. You have rejected God. The 72 returned with what? Very interesting. And, and <laughs> oh, Jesus. Jesus sent them and he said that, look, you will have food to eat. It means that when they went, they got food to eat. Because they returned with joy. So the 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. So all the things that the Lord said they will have did not excite them, but there was a particular thing that excited them. That was the fact that demons bowed to them. 
So even the demons submit to us in your name. But listen to Jesus. Jesus replies, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Verse 19. I have given you what? Authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. And I told you that anytime you see snakes and scorpions in the Bible, it is referring to the devil. Because the first time the devil appeared in the Bible, in the book of Genesis, he appeared to the woman in the form of a snake. So, whenever you see snake or scorpion in the Bible, it is referring to the devil, your arch enemy. All of us, and I keep telling you, your enemy is not your mother you think is a witch. I'm not saying your mother is not a witch. If your mother is a witch, that's a problem. Your, your, en- your enemy is the devil, the, the demonic force behind the witchcraft. Am I teaching you? I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will do what? Say nothing will harm you. But verse 20. However, what? Whenever you hear however, it means that I am about to say something else apart from what I have said. Are we together? I have given you authority. I have given you power. You can do anything. You can trample on the enemy. You can do whatever you want to do. However, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you. Because I've already given you that power. I've already given you that authority. But rejoice that your names are what? Rejoice that your names are what? I want to preach a sermon of a title. Rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Rejoice. Tell your neighbor, rejoice. That your name is written in heaven. Hallelujah. You know, we are in a, in a, in a generation where the preaching of, of the kingdom of God is nonsense to us. We are in a generation where we don't appreciate even our very salvation. We don't appreciate the fact that Jesus came to die on the cross and, and it was a painful death. It was a shameful death and, and, and he was buried. As a matter of fact, he was crucified in between two criminals and the people chose the criminals above him. And this is our savior. This is God in a human body. Without any offense, we, we, without, without a, any form, in fact, they could not bring any charge of criminality against him. And yet, Jesus was crucified. And the Bible says that he died a shameful death. He was buried for you and I. Our generation, unfortunately, is no longer interested in what Jesus has done for us, but we are interested in what we will get from Jesus. So the Bible says that when Jesus sent the 12, the 72, he told them that material things you will have. Is it food you want? You will get food to eat. Is it drink you want? You will get drinks to to drink. Is it demons you want to submit to you? You will get demons to submit to you. Jesus gave them authority. He gave them power. And yet, when they came back, they were so excited. They were so happy that even demons submit to us. When we lay hands on the sick, they are healed. When demons see us, they flee. 
Lord, we did miracles in your name. Jesus looked up there and said, these guys, you don't know what manner of spirits you are made up of. What should excite you is not the fact that demons submit to you. What should excite you is the fact that your name is written in the book of life. Your name is written in heaven. Ask your neighbor, is your name written in heaven? Because some of you, the angels don't even know you. You come to church, you are a member of a church, but your name is not written in heaven. Hey! It is a dangerous state of life. It is a dangerous state of life to rejoice that your name is written in the books of a church, but your name is not written in heaven. It's a dangerous state of life, I'm telling you. Are we together? I'm telling you. It's a, it's a very dangerous state of life. You come to church, you are dancing, but your name is not written in heaven. So unto whom are you dancing? Unto whom are you dancing? There are many in church today who don't even know what salvation is all about. Talk about heaven, they don't even know what heaven is about. You talk about the kingdom of God, they don't know what the kingdom of God is about. You talk about being born again, they don't know what being born again is about. You tell them to give you one scripture on salvation, there will be trouble. But tell them scripture to kill, they will give you ten. Jesus says, do not rejoice that demons submit to you, but rather rejoice that your name is. You see, let me tell you this. Give me Matthew chapter 90 verse 29. You see, Jesus, when he sent the disciples, the 72 of them, he provided for their needs. Are we together? And in Matthew 29, everyone who has left houses, who has left what? Or brothers, or sisters, or father, or mother, or children, or fields is talking about business. Your enterprise, your career. Amen? For my sake, for whose sake? For Jesus' sake. He says that will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. Listen to me. Jesus is not just interested in blessing you materially. Jesus, you see, Jesus is more interested in your salvation. Are we together? Jesus is more, because in the church today, people are interested in different things. In fact, different things excite different people. So, for the disciples, the 72 that Jesus sent, their excitement was the fact that demons submitted to them. But there are some of us here, our excitement is that we bought a car. Different things excite different people. And Jesus is not against it. Are we together? He is not. In fact, he said, nobody leaves everything and follows him and will not have a hundred times of that which he has said. So, so when you bring your tithe to church, Jesus says that I will give you a hundred times here on earth. Jesus does not treat you like a teacher. Me. 
teacher ni bia ketia e wo o so ahimai no baby this is says that <laughs> oh okay i have teachers here <laughs> are we together Jesus says that I will pay you here on earth. So, all the things that excite you are not bad. But is that the most important? The answer is no. You came to church to share a testimony how God healed you. That is fantastic. It glorifies God. But is that the most important? The answer is no. The reason is that the focus for Jesus dying was not for you to have cars and be healed. The focus is that you will be redeemed from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And I'll get there. So, different things excite different people. Some people, what excites them is marriage. There are people here, the day they will marry, hey, go and share that, come baby. And, and there is a way they dance and, and you know that is what excites them that's what some people what excites them is pregnancy so all their lives they are going to church, 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 church. all they want is that Jesus will give them the fruit of the womb that is what they, they are not looking at no, salvation does not matter to them. Jesus, you saved me and so what? Give me babies. And that is why we can say things like since I became born again, God has done nothing for me. Yeah. God has done nothing for me. Why do we say this thing? This thing? It is because we don't appreciate salvation. We think that salvation is nothing. You were denied visa because of that. Jesus is no Lord. Visa or visa. Jesus is no Lord. Nowadays, no my day, from my ship, demonstration can be Kobe. Because of that, Jesus is no Lord. Jesus says that if these things excite you, you have a problem. Are we together? If you are here and you are only moved by material blessings, I'm sorry, you have a big problem. And that is why some Christians today don't mind. They can do anything to get material blessings. Let me say blessings, material gains. They can do anything. They can go to the shrine. They can kill. Yes, they can kill. They can lie. They can steal. Christians who they will steal and come and give offering. They will steal and come to church. Pastor is preaching and they will come and sow seed. The pastor is excited that the angels are weeping. Angels are weeping. The angels are saying, if only you knew where this money came from. If only, oh man of God, thou foolish man of God, if only thou knoweth the source of this seed. Rejoice. This morning I came to tell you that if, if you are born again, rejoice. Look, you are better than one million people who have money huh? and yet not born again in the sight of God. 
I said in the cycle course. You see, the, one of the challenges we also have is that we, 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 we judge ourselves based on the standards of men and not the standard of God. God has a standard. God has a standard by which he measures us. What I'm doing here, God has a standard by which he measures me. He will look at me and say, oh, pastor can teach, but God is looking at the heart with which I'm doing what I'm doing. Is my heart right? Did I pray before coming to teach? Am I using to do? God is watching. Say, God, help us. So, what is it that excites you? Is a question I'm asking you this morning. Is it because of your job? Is it because you are married? Is it because you have money? Is it because you have children? Is it because you have built a house? Is it because you have a car? Of course, there are people who are not born again who have these things. Must you be born again to have these things? The other day, in John chapter 21, verse 15, after they had eaten, Jesus asked Peter a question. He said, Peter, do you love me more than this? So when they had finished eating, look at that. Oh. When they had done what? When they had, they had finished eating. Remember when Jesus sent them, he says that whichever house you enter, whichever town you enter, whatever they serve you, eat and do what? And drink. So I have told you already, Jesus is interested in you eating and drinking. So, so, so clearly, Jesus is not against in this scripture. He ate with them when they, who and who? Jesus and the disciples, when they had finished eating. So all of them ate. Right? Jesus now turns to Simon Peter and asked him, Simon, son of John. Let me ask you, son of John. No, if I call you, I say, Mark, son of Gifty. Yeah. I know you. Yeah, I know your heart. Probably not John Tessa. <laughs> Are we together? When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me more than this? More than what? More than eating and drinking? Some of you are following Jesus because of what you eat and what you drink. You have failed. Some people have left churches because when they were hungry, the pastor didn't give them food to eat. What a disappointment. What a shame. Jesus had finished eating with Simon Peter and the rest. And Jesus turns to Peter. I don't know why he keeps turning to Peter. He said, Peter, son of John, are you sure you love me? Do you truly love me more than this? In other words, are you sure you are not following me because of what you get to eat and drink? Because if Jesus tells them that whichever house, whichever town you enter, they will give you food to eat, it means that if you are with Jesus, and these are guys that 
When Jesus met Peter, he said, we have toyed all night. We have not been able to catch anything. So, already the guys themselves, Charlie, and now, this is Jesus. How was it that? Everywhere he goes, he was doing good. The mighty healer, he healed the lepers. When the cripples saw him, they started walking everywhere he my was. This Jesus who could feed 5,000 people. How can you be following this Jesus and not eat? Unless you are fasting. How can you follow this Jesus? He says that he, he told the woman at the well that, that the water that I will give you, if you take it, you will test no more. This Jesus, you cannot follow him and be thirsty. So, so he turns to Peter and look at him and says, Peter, now you are living good. Everything is fine. No problem with food. You know, because wherever we go, there is dining, there is food. In fact, Jesus enters into a town and he eats with Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was a rich man. Jesus says that Zacchaeus today, I'll dine in your house. And Zacchaeus didn't say, who are you? Fell off. No. So now, Jesus realizes that no, these people are becoming comfortable. Everything is fine. Everything, like, like some Christians have become. Now you are, you are doing well. You are working. So you will come to. So the guys have become comfortable. Yeah. They don't have problem with food. They don't have problem with accommodation. Jesus who said that son of man has nowhere to lay his head. But when he went to Zacchaeus, he got a place. No. Now the guys are fine. So Jesus was like, no. If I look at the heart of these guys, it is no longer about what I stand for and what I represent, but it's about what they get. So he said, are you sure? He said, he said Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me more than this? Yes, Lord, he said. You know that I love you. Hey, Peter. Jesus said, feed my lambs. But my interest is, after they had finished eating, Jesus said, do you love me more than the food? Jesus realized that different people follow him for different reasons. And he needed to make it clear why you must follow him. And he said to the disciples that I have given you authority over demons to trample on them and all of that. But rejoice because your name is written in heaven. Can we go back to the Luke chapter 10? Verse 21. Okay, verse 21. However, do not rejoice that the spirit submit to you, but rejoice that your names are what? Are written in. What is the concept of heaven that Jesus was talking about? Why is Jesus interested on one breath? He's interested in us eating and drinking, and that is material prosperity. Hello? And I told you in Matthew 19, uh, verse 21, that nobody leaves material things for his sake and will not have in this life a hundredfold or hundred times. And then he says that in addition to that, you will have eternal life. So Jesus is interested in our material prosperity. That is established. Is that okay? 
He's interested. He's interested. When you work, he wants you to make profit. Yeah. Because if you are in debt, you cannot eat and drink. But now, he says that rejoice that your name is written in heaven. What is the concept of heaven? Colossians chapter 1 verse 1. He made it very clear. Are you being blessed? What is the concept of heaven that Jesus was referring to? Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, verse 2, uh, to the holy and faithful brothers in Christ at, uh, at, at Colossus, grace and peace to you from God our Father. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. Uh, because we have heard of your faith in Christ, uh, 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 in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all the saints, the faith and love that spring from the hope that is stored up for you, where? Follow me, follow me. I'm going to teach you the concept of heaven that Jesus was referring to. The faith and love that spring from the hope that is stored up for you in heaven uh, and that you have already heard about about in the word of truth, the gospel. So, you have heard about the concept of heaven in the word of truth, which is the gospel. And this is Apostle Paul writing to the church in Colossae. And he says that that has come to you all over the world. This gospel is bearing fruit and growing. The gospel is doing what? What is the fruit? What, what is the growth of the gospel? What is he talking about? The gospel is bearing fruit in the sense that many people are being enlisted in the kingdom of God. Are we together? He said that all over the world, this gospel is bearing fruit and growing. The gospel is bearing fruit. Say the gospel is bearing fruit. And the gospel is growing. In other words, the kingdom of heaven is growing. As we preach the gospel, people come to the saving knowledge of Christ and the gospel is growing. Just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it. and under, You see, since the day you heard it and understood God's grace in all its truth. So that is the growth of the gospel that he's referring to. You learned it from Epaphras, our dear fellow servants who is a faithful minister of Christ on our behalf and who also told us of your love in the spirit. Let's go quickly. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you and asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Verse 10. And we pray this in order that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and may please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. Verse 11. Being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience and joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the giving, giving what? Sons to the father who has, how did he qualify you? By hearing the gospel and believing in the gospel and being obedient to the preaching of the gospel. He has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of what? In the kingdom of light. 
Now, guys, this is what. For he has done what? He has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he this is it Jesus says that when you heard the gospel and you believed and you became saved your name was written in heaven he said rejoice because of this huh? for he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he lost the kingdom belongs to his son the one he loves. Never forget this. The kingdom belongs to who? The kingdom belongs to his son, the one he loves. It is when you believe in him uh, that you are rescued. Can you give us New King James version of this? It is when you believe in him that you are rescued from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. If you don't believe in him, you remain in the kingdom of darkness even though you come to church. Coming to church and playing a role in church is not what moves one from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Am I preaching at all? As a matter of fact, becoming a pastor is not what moves one from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. Power of darkness. There are many in the church who are still under the control of the power of darkness. Say glory to Jesus. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us. He, he has carried us. Huh? He has conveyed. You know, when you are being conveyed, you don't have a choice. It is like conveying a dead body. Can the dead body say, I won't go? It is only in your tradition you say the dead body say, I won't go. Oh boy. Uh, said that the body said, if you don't pour like this, you don't make like this, you won't go. It is only your culture. And you Amen. Because you believe it. Listen, let me tell you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let me write this one down. Anything you believe is true. Listen to me. I'm telling you. If you believe Jesus is not God, you are right. <laughs> you are right until you end up in hell. The, you will know your Samia. Anything you believe is, is, you know, some people believe that they can never prosper. You are right, oh, you won't prosper. Bible says that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Whatever you think is true. Whatever you think is true. I'm telling you. If you think you are not handsome, you are not handsome. The Bible says that he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. And, and this is very important. You see, all that Jesus came to do, and uh, the summary is this. Am I blessing you? Oh, Jesus didn't come to die so that you buy cars. Because even the fetish priest has cars. Who died for him? There, there are people who don't know your Jesus and the money they have, you will not have 1%. It is not even 1%. You don't have some. Let me tell you something. Rejoice that your name is written in heaven. And I'm not telling you 
not to work hard to be prosperous. You know, I believe in prosperity. If I there is one pastor that believes in prosperity, I think I am the one. If you, are, you, are, you want to choose five, I'll be there. If you want to choose three, I'll be there. If you want to choose two, I'll be there. If you want to choose one, I'll be there. I'm the one. If you don't want to choose Christ, I'm there. I don't believe that we should. That's why if you look at Matthew 19, 21, it is clear. If you follow me, you will prosper. It, it is clear. If you follow me, you will not be hungry. You, you, you will not be thirsty. It is clear. It's in the Bible. It's not in the Bible. Is it not in the Bible? Is it not in the Bible? If you follow me, you will not be hungry. So why should I now follow this Jesus and be hungry? Why? It's because the other pastor told you that it is okay to follow him and be hungry. In fact, it is not good to follow him and prosper. And yet when you go to church, the pastor is raising funds. One of these days, you have to call these pastors, line them up and whip them. But first things first. I said what? Rejoice. How excited are you about your salvation? How excited are you? What has the devil been telling you about your salvation? What do you hear about? Some of you, even on a Sunday, you don't feel like coming to church because you feel like, what has God done for me? Really? If you don't take care, you will think that God has done nothing for you. But do you know that when I started this church, I didn't have you. I have to be grateful. I have to be grateful. Yeah, I have to be grateful. Today, I have favor in the church, a Nigerian. You are an Ivorian, right? Yeah, I have an Ivorian in the church. When I started this church, where were they? I have to be grateful. Amen. My, 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 my objective is that you will be taught the word of God. You will know the word of God. You will walk with Christ so that when the trumpet sounds, you will not only have money here on earth and miss heaven. Say, no way. That's my objective. And I believe I'm doing a good work. Are we together? I believe I'm doing a good work. Leading you to Christ. The, 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 the purpose why Christ came to die is so that you will be conveyed and not behave like the dead body and say, Menko. Daddy, you will be conveyed from the kingdom of darkness. Go back to the book of Colossians. From the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son, which is the kingdom of God. Oh, kingdom comes from two words. The king and his dominion. That's how we, 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 we got the word what? Kingdom. So, when you see dominion, it's also referring to kingdom. Are we together? Therefore, he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the sun. He loves, verse 14. In whom we have what? Redemption. The forgiveness of sins. Remember in the book of Matthew or Luke, chapter 1, when the angel came, the angel Gabriel came to Mary, he said that thou which you carry, I think it's Matthew chapter 1, thou which you carry, he will deliver his people from their sins. The Bible says that in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins, verse 15, he is the image of the invisible God. 
the firstborn over all creation. Do you know why he's the firstborn? Because all of us now are children of God. That's why he's the firstborn of all creation. In the beginning, he was alone. For God so loved the world, John 3, 16, that he gave his only begotten son. Only what? But now, God doesn't have only begotten son. God has children. Say glory to Jesus. He made it possible. That's what we say that he is the firstborn of all creation. Go back to Colossians. So, so now, Jesus is not the only son of God. No. Now, Jesus is the firstborn. After him, all of us follow. Say, I follow. Oh, say, I follow. I am a child of God. And say, glory to Jesus. We are children of God. For by him, all things were created. Things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. all, All things were created by him and for him. Glory to Jesus. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Verse 18. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. So that in everything he might do what? He might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in Jesus. Say glory to Jesus. God was pleased to have all his fullness, his dominion, his power, his authority, everything dwell in one person, bodily, Jesus Christ. Verse 20. And through him to reconcile. Have you seen that? And through who? And through who? Who is him? Through Jesus Christ. To reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth, or things in heaven by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Once you were what? Alienated from God and were enemies. You were aliens. Once you were aliens, God was angry. Yeah. You were not children of God. In the olden days when they sinned, the earth could open and swallow them. Is it you were once aliens from God and were enemies in your mind because of your evil, because of your evil, powerful, verse 22. But now, but when? But when? But now? But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation, verse 23. If you continue in your faith, established and firm. Can we write this one down? Number one, you must continue in your faith. Jesus rejoices when you continue in your faith. He said rejoice that your name is written in heaven. But it doesn't end there. You must continue in your faith. Because some people will discontinue. Some people were born again yesterday. Today they are born against. 
and they develop all manner of doctrines and philosophies. And they can argue and debate. Where is it written? When I hear people stab you, then I know that I'm in trouble. Where is it written that you must not drink alcohol? Where is it written that you must not smoke? Where is it written? Where is it written? I know I'm in trouble. I begin to pray for her. I say, God, this will help him. I'm not the one to help him. Help him. Help him. Help him. If you continue in your faith, so it means that you must do what? You must continue in your faith. What does it mean? Continue studying the Bible. Continue reading the Bible. Continue having faith in God. Continue praying. Continue coming to church. And keep a company of the righteous. Let me tell you. Then, one of the easiest ways by which you can discontinue in your faith uh, is when you are no longer in the company of the righteous. Some of you, you come to church, but all your friends, you don't go to church. Very soon, you'll be like your friends. So, Pastor Media, I go to church. It is my friends who don't go. How can two, Amos 3 3, I'll come to Colossians 1 33. You know me, everything I say, I give you scripture. Uh, if I don't give you, so Pastor, I can't do church, I don't call it. Make it come out from the scripture. Yeah. Amos 3 3. Do two walk, or give me New King James. Can two walk together unless give me NLT? Can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction? Can you walk together without agreeing on the direction that you are going to drink alcohol? You are going to chase women? You are going to steal? You are going to, you are going to, you are going to, you are going to, you are going to. Say hey. 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 hey, hey, how 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 can how can two walk together without agreeing that we, we are going somewhere? Is that the direction? Some of you, when you meet your friends now, you know in Mano they are in trouble. When you meet your friends now, in Mano are in what? Pastor El preaching crowd will hear money. You are targeting. You know, which, which one is, is, is uh, succulent? You know, yeah, succulent. Once, once pastor is done with the preaching, pastor is done with the preaching. Now let me take off the rest. You cannot agree working with people and not have a direction. In other words, every company, write this one down, every company you keep gives you direction. That is why you, might, you must be mindful of the company you keep. You must be mindful. You must be extra careful. You are in school. You are in the dormitory. And then your mother is struggling to pay school fees. May an angel visit you and slap you. I'm talking to you. May an angel visit you and slap you left, right, center. 
company with people gives you direction. Very important. Very, very, very important. The company with people gives you direction. One of the things I, I do deliberately eh, is to keep good company. And I have my own standard by which I measure quasiism. No, listen to the word, quasiism. I have my own standard. I can teach you, eh? number one, the fool says in his heart that there is no God. Any company that doesn't believe that there is God is, is a foolish company. And you may make count. Hey, I'm not saying, and I'm pastor preacher, I'm sure he said, the pastor is saying something strange. Yeah. No, the fool says in his heart that there is no God. Number two, the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. So, if the company believes that there is God and yet doesn't fear God, it's a foolish company. Foolish company. You believe there is God. If, if Jesus said that even the demons believe and they tremble. Jesus said, so. He said you believe there is God. You have done well. Even the demons believe and they tremble. So, if you believe that there is God and yet you don't fear God, it's a foolish company. Now, now, what does fearing God mean? Let me give you just three. Number one, fearing God means that you are obedient to the commandment of God. That is it. You obey God's word. I'm giving you three. You obey what? God's word. It means that you fear God. Am I preaching? Am I preaching in tree? Say, Pastor, you are preaching in tree. <laughs> yeah. You are obedient to God's instruction. It means that you fear God. It means that this company fears God. I don't want to talk about the things that God's instruction says. If you don't know, go and read Ezra chapter 20. The Ten Commandments is there. You will know. Don't say that Ten Commandments is, 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 is old. That is why your life is old. Write this one down. Anybody who believes that the old, te- the old commandment is old, his life or her life will be old. Write it down. Your life will be old. Are you learning? Are you sure? Preaching. I'm preaching. And I'm preaching good. Okay, there, there is this story about, you know, in America, they, they employ pastors. Yeah, it's a job. You will apply. You don't need to be a member of the church. <laughs> this pastor was employed. And the first three weeks, and you know, in, in America, their churches have boards. And the boards, they call the shots. They determine the direction of the church. So, this pastor was employed in the first three weeks. Charlie Fire. Do I hear you living in your sin? Jesus is coming and very soon God will expose you. You are going to hell. Somebody shout, we are going to hell if we don't repent. Hey! The guy was preaching fire, fire. You are here 
You call yourself a Christian and you are sleeping with the girls in the church. God punish you. What are you doing? You, you, are, you, are, you are destroying the flock of God. Do you know what you are doing? Then the guy will sit down. Said, let me look into your face. Is that what you are doing to God's people? You are sleeping with them in the church? Is that what you do? Is that what Christ died for? You see, I am, I am, I am quoting him, but I'm talking to him. You are in the church and you are sleeping with the girls. Very soon the trumpet will sound. Jesus. So, after the service, one of the days, the chairman of the board called the man of God. He said, come, come, come. He came, come. He said, you see, you are preaching good, eh? But tone down, tone down. You, you, know, you see, your, your, your shoe is no good. And sometimes when you sit and you raise your leg like that, people see that there is hole under your shoe. You know, your shirt, you need a new shirt. You know. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, we are planning to change your wardrobe and then give you, you know, but we just want you to tone down on this kind of message. You know, preach prosperity. You know, preach all these social gospel things. You know, God will bless them. You know, that's all they want. I mean, but all these things, uh, uh, hell, <laughs> Hellfire <laughs> and all of that, please. Tone down, tone down. Okay, and, and, and if you're obedient to what I'm saying, oh, we will change your car, we will change your wardrobe, your salary will double it, and all of that. You know, so uh, you, you are doing a good job. You are doing a good job. Just tone down. Okay, so go and sleep. So <coughs> the pastor comes to church now and is preaching prosperity. Sunday comes. Seven keys to prosperity. Financial prosperity. Ewaha. Sesem. Sesem. Sunday, we bet seven keys to prosperity. Go and work and get money. When you come here, that's care, seven keys. Sunday, when you come, you hear God's voice. You will not sit in sin and come and receive seven keys to prosperity. What are the keys? So the pastor now, his message has changed. So, one day he was preaching. I noticed that no, he was not himself. Then he said, hey, shoe or no shoe? Car or no car? If you don't repent, you go to hell. The, the, the guy changed the sermon. The chairman was sitting there. He was shaking. <laughs> you know, so, so, so your gift will not bribe you. Mm. So bring the gift. I'll take it, but I'll preach. Mm. If you know that your gift is a bribe, keep it. Amen. So I was talking about evil, right? Evil company. And I said that. No, foolish company. Alright. So, you must be obedient to God's instruction. Is that what I said? Good. I don't forget like that. Number two. You must be obedient to the authority God has placed on you. You see, the Bible says that every authority is established by God.
So, you must be obedient to an authority or every authority God has placed over you. Whether you voted for the government or not, you must be obedient. Whether your mother is poor, your father is poor, you must be obedient. Whether your pastor can preach good or not, you must be obedient. Whether your boss is respectful towards you or not, you must be obedient. It means you fear God. Let me give you the third one. A group that submits to authority. I always tell young people that if you are dating somebody who does not have an authority figure over him or her, be careful. You can say, oh, pastor, I'm in love. No problem. Go ahead. Be in love. Be in love. No problem. You know our generation, there is nothing you will say that they will listen. To me, now I leave them. I tell you, so if you don't have, if, if your boyfriend does not have any authority figure over, over him, he's a dangerous guy. Yeah, he's a bomb. Very soon, he will explode. And when he explodes, only a fair basha. No, let me tell you, most, most of the people that have died in relationships, it is because they were foolish. They saw the red flags. Yeah. So I'm telling you today, if your girlfriend doesn't have authority figure over her, please run for your life. Your girlfriend can tell you, Mommy, the car said, Jano, we could turn with fear. Hey, run for your life. We could turn Mommy with fear. Hey, my mother said that to me, Oh, don't worry, Ben, don't worry. And the man is happy. Say, Yeah, the mother said, Go and deal with her. Okay. She's going to deal with her, her mom that carried her in her womb for nine months. Old. She's going to deal with her. You that want to put a ring on her finger. Ring. <laughs> she will die you. She will die you. Amen. So, anybody like like my wife, when I misbehave, he knows she knows who to talk to. Yeah. I, I mean, how can I not have authority over me? No, I am a disaster waiting to happen. I'm telling you, anybody who doesn't have an authority over him or her is a disaster waiting to happen. Young people, nobody can advise you. No. You want to braid your hair. Pastor talk about you won't come to church. You know, you want to smoke. Pastor talk about you won't, you know, you want to chase women. No. You want to drink alcohol. You, you want to live your life the way you want to live it. I mean, I mean, how? How? Amen. So, so, Amos 3 3. Bah. Your company gives you direction. It does what? It gives direction. Like, like even coming to this, this church. You know, just by coming to this church, there is a way you can believe that you prosper. <laughs> you cannot be here and say you won't prosper. Amen. Amen. So, 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 oh, is it NLT? Can two people work together without agreeing on the direction. So never say that as for me, I work with them but the things they do, I don't do. It is only a matter of time. The things they do, you will do
do it good measure. Press down, shaking together, running over. You will do a... Are we together? Okay. So, what is the concept of heaven that Jesus is referring to? The fact that you have come to believe in the gospel of the kingdom. You have confessed Christ as your Lord and your personal Savior. And your name is now... Look at Romans chapter... Is it chapter 10 verse 9? Verse, chapter 10 verse 8 to 9. Let's read it together. Verse 9. Good. So, that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Verse 10. For... It is with your heart that you believe and are justified. Amen? So, it is in your heart that you believe and you are justified. And it is with your mouth that you confess and you are what? You are saved. And Jesus says that if you go through this process, right, of believing the gospel in your heart and you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, the fact that he is God, Jesus says that your name is written in heaven. And because your name is written in heaven, rejoice because of that. In other words, the next time you come to church and you are dancing, you are dancing because your name is written in heaven. Am I teaching? You are dancing because your name is written in heaven. You are dancing because you are saved. Because, see, do you know that it's not everybody that will come to the saving knowledge of Christ? If you are chosen, it's a privilege. And some of you, fortunately, you have people who are begging you to come to church and you are bluffing them. Why? <laughs> you are bluffing them. They are begging you, come to church and hear God's word. May God have mercy on us. I said, may God have mercy on us. Amen. Hallelujah. So this morning, my message is very simple. Rejoice that your name is written in heaven. And in heaven, I'm talking about in Christ Jesus. The fact that Colossians chapter 1, verse 20, you have been moved. Is it 19 or 20? You have been moved from the, no, verse 13 rather, sorry. You have been moved from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. The kingdom of his dear son, Jesus Christ. Rejoice. So that whether demons bow to you or not is not the issue. Whether you have financial prosperity or not is not the issue. Whether you have children or not is not the issue. Whether you are married or not is not the issue. The most important thing here is that your name is written in heaven. Every eye closed. This morning I want to do a very quick altar call. I have established the fact that the most important thing is that our names are written in heaven.
And you will not have this experience if you are living your life anyhow. You will not have this experience if you are not born again. Therefore, this morning, I want to throw an invitation to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That if you are here and you know, you know deep down within you, deep down within you, that if the trumpet should sound now, you will miss the mark. You know that you come to church and the euphoria and the excitement, you are part of it. But deep down within you, you know there are things you are doing that disqualifies you. Please, just walk to me. Let me say a simple word of prayer for you. In the next one minute or two minutes. Please come. Please come. Let me pray for you. God bless you. Please come. Please come. Don't sit in your chair knowing very well that this message I preach is for you. Please don't do that. Come. You know that you need you need to repent. You know that you must repent. You know that enkuye, and that you are only living in deception. Things are not as we all think. Please come. Don't feel shy. Every eye closed. Don't feel shy. Come and let me pray for you. Come. Let me pray for you. Come. Come. God bless you, my sister. Come. I want to pray for you. I, I, this is a, a very important call for me. If you have, Jesus says that what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and he loses his soul? Your soul is very important to Jesus. Yeah. And so he says that don't rejoice because demons bow to you. Rejoice that your name is written in heaven. This is the most important thing. Don't rejoice because you are a pastor. Don't rejoice because you are a church worker. Rejoice because your name is written in heaven. Please come. Please come. God bless you. Come this way. Come this way. God bless you. I still feel there are people who must come. Please come. Don't feel shy. This is your call. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. This is your call. It's a dawn of a new day for you. New things are happening. New things are happening. Please come. Please come. Lift up your hands. Those in front. And I want every one of us to say this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for my life. Thank you for the cross. This morning, I have heard your word. I believe with all my heart that you came to the earth. You were killed, crucified, buried, and you resurrected so that I will come and believe in you and be saved. This morning, receive me just as I am. Forgive me my sins. Restore me to where I belong and write my name in the book of life. If I should die one day, may I make heaven. Say, I believe this. This is my life. From today, I live for God. I will serve God. I will worship him. Say, devil, you have no place in my life from today. In Jesus' name. Now, close your eyes, lift up your hands. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for the lives of your children who, in obedience to your word, have come forward to rededicate their lives to you. Father, I pray that 
just as they have responded to the gospel that heaven will respond to their call. May their names be written in heaven. And Lord, may Christ be established in their hearts in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, should these ones die one day, I am on my knees. I said, Lord, may they not miss heaven. Lord, may these ones not miss heaven. May they make it to heaven in the name of the Lord Jesus. Have mercy on them. Restore them, O God. Grant them the strength to serve you, the strength to walk with you, the grace, the, the enablement, Lord, to be faithful to you. Let the power of sin be broken over them. Let this once, O Lord, walk in truth and in spirit. Thank you that this is done in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Please take your seats. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Put your hands together for the Lord. Thank you for listening to Reverend Jerry Payne. For more information about our ministry, kindly visit our website at www.disciplenationschurch.org or call us on 0244-733-659. Locate the workplace of Disciple Nations Church at Otoko Official Town Market near the Bonnie Bend Building or Sadiba Electronics in Accra. God bless you.